Welcome to the Food and Feelings What's Eating You podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Scott, founder of Tracy's Gourmet Specialty Foods Company and the loser of 115 pounds. I created this podcast after years of being asked how I lost the weight and what caused me to weigh over 250 pounds. This podcast will uproot the truth about how food and emotions are connected, how food and weight impacts our sense of well-being and identity, and how we use food during life changes and its impact on our thoughts and behaviors. My goal is to serve and support you as we change our relationships with food and discuss alternatives to addressing our emotions in a non-food way. Today, Monday, April 20th, we are giving ourselves an opportunity to learn and grow from health and wellness experts around and in our community. What I've decided to do is speak with some of the health and wellness experts that I know because with so much going on in the society today related to health and wellness and uh, COVID-19, so many of us are really focused on how can we stay healthy. And we know that a vaccine will eventually come, but none of us know when that vaccine will come. In the meantime, there are some very practical things that we can all do if we're not already doing to help take care of ourselves. One of those things is focusing on our immunity, focusing on the foods we eat. But what are those? We don't really know. And so what we decided to do is talk to people who might know, talk to people who have, an ex- have the experience and have the background. These conversations are being real casual, very informal, and thankfully we've got a lot of people in our community here who can help us along this journey. One of those is Dr. Ludie B. Minton, a certified autoimmune protocol health coach and genomic medicine clinician with a Ph.D. in biology. She worked for 10 years in clinical trials management for pharmaceutical companies to develop drugs to treat chronic diseases. Her health challenges led her to change her career, seek knowledge on holistic modalities to manage her two autoimmune diseases, Hashimoto and vitiligo, and share what she learned in the process. Moody supports people with autoimmune or inflammatory diseases to manage their symptoms with nutrient-rich food and an anti-inflammatory lifestyle and feel great again. She is the owner and founder of Healthy with Ludi LLC. Ludi, thank you so much for taking the time to join us, and thank you so much for giving of yourself to share your information and help other people get and stay healthy, especially right now. Thank you for inviting me, Tracy. You're so welcome. So I have several questions, and I think I've shared that I really wanted to ask you 20, but I know that your time is very valuable. So I said in order for me to uh, maintain my relationship with you and not have you disconnect from me, I'll only ask you a few. So one of those questions that I wanted to ask you is what should we be eating right now to boost our immunity? Yeah, that's really an interesting question in our situation right now and I think it's it's something we have to bring more awareness of and especially now but it's something we need to follow even after and in the rest of our lifestyle because for me we need to eat to fulfill our biological needs as a human being species and that is something we are forgetting now that we are a specific species with specific biological needs. We have 
internal biochemical reactions that need nutrients. We need those micronutrients that everybody knows about, like carbs and fiber and proteins and fats. But we need more than that. We need like micronutrients, like all those vitamins, the minerals and the bioactives, all those phytochemicals and phytophenols. Because our body, as a human species, our body will need all those micronutrients to allow detoxification mechanism, but also like to repair our DNA, to produce energy, synthesize hormones and proteins, but also to have an efficient immune system. And that is where it's so important because without this micronutrient that we are getting, we cannot have an efficient immune system. We cannot fight infection um, efficiently or appropriately. We cannot either we cannot either be efficient into um, the way our body will fight inflammation. Then, for me, those micronutrients and respecting our um, needs from our body it's what is important. And where to find those nutrients is in wall real foods, the, the real food that don't have a label, the, you know, those real ingredients. Uh, we need to get rid of those processed food, all the sugary food and all the food that are artificially made because our body cannot recognize them. They don't know what to do with them. And they increase inflammation and disease. But if you provide the real food, you will get your body into optimal shape and optimal functioning. And I think that's where I want to, to bring most of the awareness here. Would you say any food that's green would be an autoimmune-boosting food or are there specific green foods, red foods, yellow foods that we could be eating right now to boost our immunity? Yeah, we can focus on food from every color, especially like vegetable and fruit. Um, the greens are, of course, the best ones, but all the colors from the rainbow will really provide different kind of nutrients. And it's where the diversity is so important. Just not eat like nine servings of carrots every day, but more like you need to diversify because in carrots you will get, okay, like vitamin A, beta, beta carotenes and everything, but you will just have that one. And in each of the colors of the vegetable fruit, you will have the different phytochemicals that will be needed for your body to process all those reactions internally. And if you get all those vegetables and fruit, the best is like to reach five to nine servings per day. One of the best vegetables is the cruciferous family. Then the cruciferous is Brussels sprouts, cauliflowers that you, everybody knows, but Cruciferous families also include rutabaga, that is really delicious. Bok choy have a lot of good properties. 
Arugula and Worcester greens are awesome too and have a lot of anti-inflammatory properties and immune boosting as well. As you said, the greens are um, great, uh, like radish leaves and spinach and kale, um, but also think about like herbs and spices, like parsley or ginger. Curcuma have a lot of uh, anti-inflammatory property and immune boosting as well. Um, garlic and rosemary and green tea, for example, as well. And there is a lot of diversity you can include in your meals and to, to boost the taste of your meals as well at the same time that you are boosting your immunity. That's the best part of it, right? Um, one that I like as well to boost is the seafood because they will provide you um, the directly bioavailable omega-3 fatty acids that your body needs as well to, um, you know, to make all those biochemical reactions optimal and will bring you health and a better immune system as well. That's the three one. I have like plenty more. <laughs> I know that. Um, I also love like uh, organ meats. For me, uh, organ meats are the most nutritious food ever and really cheap. And if you, you buy really good quality organ meat, you will get everything you need to fulfill your nutrient intake as well. Now, when you say organ meat, are you talking liver? What specifically? Yeah. Because I know my family, my family loves liver. My, my mother and my grandmothers, they love to eat liver. Um, liver with yeah. onions is a big, a big dish for them. Yeah, and that's awesome because the liver is really rich in a lot of vitamins and minerals that are important to boost your immune system, like vitamin A and um, D and B, then it's, it could be liver, it can be heart, like chicken heart is really tasty and full of nutrients as well. With the liver, you can do either the liver as your family is doing, or you can do uh, liver pâté. That is really um, easy to make and, and versatile to eat. But you can do like kidney as well. Um, and yeah, there is different kind of uh, organ meats that are tasty and not difficult to prepare. Okay, that's very, very helpful. And that's not even information I'm, I know I didn't even think about. So thank you. Thank you very much sure. for that. One of the big questions for me was what is the frequency of eating these immune-boosting immune boosting foods? Is it, I know you, you mentioned earlier, if you're eating carrots, you don't want to eat nine ounces of carrots every day. So is it two times, three times a day? Is it a mix every day? What's the frequency? Yeah, as I said, it's the best is diversity. Uh, but into that diversity, for example, as I said, for the vegetable, the best is to reach five to nine servings per day. 
of different kind of vegetables. And if you like carrot, broccoli, or cauliflower, you can like mix and match them through the day. And then the next day, you can try other vegetables and mix and match, match as well. But try to have like a certain diversity in the week with maybe five different, ten different vegetables in the week and mix match them each day to get that diversity around. And if you don't know that much vegetable, just try to make your, like challenge yourself to add one more vegetable that you never tried before per week. Like if you never tried a rutabaga, just try to buy, buy a rutabaga root and integrate it into one of your meals in the week. And then the next week, you can try bokshai, or the week after, golden beets, or another week, you know, red beets. And those vegetables that, in a, I would say, in a standard diet, we are not thinking about, mm-hmm. but they are really delicious and, and nutrient-rich. So I have another question because I like to juice. And so I do a lot of fruit and juice smoothies. Um, I'm not someone who's sensitive to juice, so I do make a lot of my um, smoothies and and, uh, juicing with, you know, juices. I don't really do too many of them with just water. I know some people will do theirs with water. Would you say that right now juicing your vegetables versus cooking your vegetables is okay? Should we do one versus the other, or are they both okay? Because, I mean, I know sometimes getting all those vegetables in can be a bit of a challenge for me, so that's why juicing helps. But Mm -hmm. what should we do right now? Oh, yeah, to really ensure that you reach the the quantity, the best is a mix because the problem with juicing is you are losing the fiber, as you are just keeping the juice, then the juice will keep the sugar of the the vegetable and not the fiber that is needed to compensate with the sugar and allow a better digestion. But the juicing will also be lighter on your digestion on the other side. Then I think juicing has a great has great properties, but should not be the only vegetable and food intake in your day. But to incorporate that in um, like having a juice, for example, in the morning, or like uh, if you don't have the time to eat a full dinner, but to have those juice and have like raw vegetable as for a snack, for example, or a salad, and have like cooked vegetable as well on dinner. And it's making you that diversity of the different way to, to eat the vegetable and to incorporate more of it. For example, for my breakfast, having vegetable on it, like usually ground meat with vegetable and fruit. Then I already have some intake of vegetable in my breakfast. And then in my in the lunch as well, I will have either a salad with different kind of vegetable in in it, or a leftover of my dinner with a 
animal protein and then uh, cooked vegetable and then with some greens on top. That will also get you increase your vegetable intake without knowing it. Or you can incorporate okay. vegetable into meatloaf as well and you mm-hmm. don't have the feeling that you get vegetable but you get some servings as well. Um, mixing vegetable into potato mash and just have the potato but have potato mash and then you incorporate carrots or zucchini cauliflower into the potato mash and then you have like more intake as well and more diversity. That's really good to know. I know I've over the past couple of years I've seen a few recipes that did what you said which was you incorporate vegetables into the meatloaf or you incorporate you kind of hide those vegetables in some of those yeah. dishes and that, it actually works. I, I've used it a few times and um, I used it with my niece and my nephew too and it was, <laughs> they didn't know. Yeah, that's really what good. I <laughs> Yeah, I, I used beet oh. juice and um, spaghetti yeah. sauce. They didn't know. They couldn't taste it but they had beet juice in there. So um, third question, does immunity boosting matter with age? Um, is there a cutoff for when you can really um, boost your immunity? Are you too, do you ever get to a point where you're too old or are you too young? Uh, can you speak to that? Yeah, for me, I would say that you are never too young and you are never too old to boost your immune system. Uh, your immune system can regenerate as well, uh, even if you are older even if it can take longer, but it's possible, then you can start at any age with um, a nutrient-rich and anti-inflammatory diet and you will feel the difference. When you age, you have at more risk to inflammation overload, for example. If you are not eating healthy enough, you will build up inflammation because your biochemical reaction doesn't have don't have what they need to fulfill your reactions, and you build up inflammation. That buildup will increase with age, but you can start any age by reducing this inflammation and you will feel a difference. It means that for me, starting anytime as soon as you can to really fulfill your biological needs with nutrients, it's making the fact that you will live longer and better with less risk to develop disease. And there is not just the food, but there is like having a, a lifestyle that is anti-inflammatory, like having enough sleep, moving an appropriate way, um, managing stress, uh, getting outside, getting sunlight, and that will provide what your body needs, whatever your age. I have one more question, and this question actually comes from what we heard last week regarding COVID and its effects on one race of people versus another race of people. And it made me think, well, is immunity the same? You know, does immunity boosting or immunity improvement um, have greater ability on some races versus other races. Is immunity improvement dependent on race? That's my question. Yeah, that's a tricky question. And I would say it's not necessarily about race, but more about specific genetic predispositions or your habits or 
access to nutritious food, medical care and education. Uh, it could be also your exposure to environmental toxins and potential trauma events. And all of those really are, yes, indeed, usually influenced by race, by the different family structures, can be defined also by your culture and your social economical status. Then, yeah, we are not all equal on our immunity and we are not equal on our predisposition to diseases or our predisposition to fight infections. But if we already know that, or if we are looking around about our history, we could, we can reverse and we can change our gene expression and we can change the way our body is expressing the history we had in the past if we are providing the right nutrient and the right lifestyle for, to our body. Uh, I'm repeating myself, but for me what is important is really to come back to the fact that we are a specific species with specific needs. And we have to fulfill those biological needs by providing, as I said, nutrients, but enough sleep. And because our modern life are not respecting necessarily our biological needs, and we have to be aware of that and get back on, okay, a human needs at least seven to nine hours of sleep per night for an adult. And if we are not respecting that, our body is bringing inflammation and symptoms as an alert that there is something missing. And if we are not reacting to those alerts, we are developing diseases usually, or we have a weakened immune system. And wow. all of those aspects are, yeah, all of those aspects are really important to understand how our body works and why most of the population now either have chronic diseases or a weak immune system. It's we are not respecting our body as a human being species body that have specific needs. And it's why it's not necessarily we say, oh, it's healthy to sleep well and to manage our stress. It's just that it's what we need. It's what our body needs. And it's not because we want to whatever reduce you know freedom of everybody and oh i want to drink or i want to spend the night out every night or i don't care about managing my stress it's just that it's what we need as a species it's it's nature it's like that if you are not respecting your nature your nature will say something is wrong it's what I am passionate about now is really to bring awareness on we are a species with specific needs and our needs are bringing nutrients to your body with real food, sleep enough, go outside, move, 
whatever you can to move, what is appropriate for you. Don't extra move either because it's not good to overexercise. All of those are just to respect your needs. This is so good. This is so helpful. Um, I know in terms of movement, uh, I've been running for, I guess, five years now pretty consistently, but I have gone a few weeks where I don't run, I don't even walk, and my knee will start bothering me. It doesn't bother me when I'm running and working out. It bothers me when I stop. So that is that is that makes so much sense because my body is basically saying I really need you to get up and do something because <laughs> this sedentary this sedentary is uh, hurting you. That's why your knee is hurting. I need you to move me. So um, this is great. Thank you so much. Um, I call you Dr. Ludi now. Uh, I'm used to calling you Ludi, but I totally forget sure. about your extensive background and your credentials. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I know that for people like myself. Right now, with everything going on um, related to COVID and quarantining, I'm trying to learn and I'm trying to get as much information as I can to take better care of myself. How can the audience get in touch with you? What are your social handles? Are you on Facebook, Instagram? Really would like to put that out there so that people can get in touch with you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, my website is www.healthywithludi.com. And I am also active on Instagram and Facebook with the same Healthy with Ludi. And you can find me as well on LinkedIn as Ludi de Menten. Well, this has been great. I know being able to get in touch with you with your time constraints was such a gift. So I cannot thank you enough, uh, Dr. Ludi, for your time. And I know we'll be in touch because I always seem to send you some kind of email asking you random questions if you can do this or that. And I'll probably continue to do that. But um, definitely be safe, be well. And again, thank you so much for your time. You too. Thank you for inviting me. I really enjoy being here.